Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one looming extra at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, And today we're talking about Minute 83, which starts with uh, Pippin um, pulling away from Denethor's ring, I guess, and looking down as Denethor uh, raises Pippin's head uh, with his hand. And it ends with... Faramir saying to Denethor, you wish now that our places had been exchanged, that I, and uh, he will get the rest of of that line tomorrow. We all know. I can't talk. (laughs) It's okay. I'm speechless. It's just, uh, these these minutes keep getting cut off in the middle of such dramatic moments. Yeah, but it's fine. I mean... They're like revelatory statements that people are in the middle of, 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 for their characters anyway. Not for the audience or like for the story, really. Yeah. But just like statements that the characters need to get out for themselves to continue on their journey of growth. Yeah. So it is a shame to a degree that they get cut. They get piecemealed a little. I do continue to like this scene with Pippin and Denethor. Mm -hmm. I actually, I find there to be a surprising amount of gentleness in the way that Denethor lifts Pippin's head. It's, it seems so gentle to me. Pippin doesn't shirk away from the touch. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't even really act shocked or surprised by it. He is a little taken aback, but he doesn't look up in a way that tells me he's afraid. Yeah. Which makes me feel like the touch must have been very gentle. Well, because he underscores it by saying fealty with love, which is like, I don't know. Does, I, Be Denethor, loyal to me and I will love you. Denethor loves people, um, but like, I imagine that list is very small and it's like Boromir. Boromir, <laughs> my dead wife. Yeah. My dead son, Faramir. <laughs> what? But when Faramir dies. Father, I'm still alive. Sometimes I can hear Just, his voice. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Um yeah, I I am kind of sad that the Faramir stuff at the end of the minute isn't like contained with the lines that follow it because oof. Right, because there's I guess this... that's Thursday's problem. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a really good growing tension in this conversation. Yes. Because I still kind of feel like Denethor is being kind of genuine with Pippin until he acknowledges Faramir in the room. Because Pippin seems completely taken aback by this shift in demeanor. Yes. Well, that's what I was saying yesterday. Like, this is his um, public servant face. Mm. And then when he makes the digs at Faramir, that's like the curtain being pulled back. Mm. Um, who are these guys just lurking in the background this entire time? Like watching. Uh, they look they must be like advisors of some kind, right? Right. Yeah, they have to be. I can't imagine that they would be anything else. Yeah. The two that leave are the guys that brought him his food. No, the two that leave because there's there's people that bring him his food. Um, and then 
there's four guys in the background and then like yeah because there's four dudes lurking in the background where the pillars are and then there's the servants that bring him his food and then the two of the guys that are lurking where the pillars are leave after the fact those two are going to go prepare for this uh this captain which will still do his lord's will (laughs) and the two that are staying here are just i don't know maybe like we talked about before they're worried that you can't leave these two alone because one of them might kill the other (laughs) there have to be witnesses there have to be witnesses (laughs) just in case right because the t- we know the guards outside the door are useless. They didn't even they didn't even try to, to intercede with Gandalf. Yeah. They just let him in. Yeah. How much do you think these like advisor people like know? I I have no idea, honestly. There's I I I can't imagine that they. <sighs> they all look male. Yeah. They're all wearing like the same style of robe. Yep. It's very dark. Yeah, they're all wearing black. I this must be like his his council of of whatever. Like his, his, like his small council yeah, or his whatever. Like stewards council. Yeah, it has to be. I can't imagine that these guys are anything else. He must have already spoke with them. Maybe some of them are like scribes or attendants that are supposed to record when people are sworn into like service in the tower. Yeah. Maybe that's why those two guys leave. I don't know. I don't know. I love the one in the background just holding his lapels. Yeah, just 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 be in the background, man. Just <laughs> like very intently. He's doing something with his hands. Yeah. Like this is an extra who's just like, well, I'm not gonna mess anything up. Right. I'm not gonna fidget. I'm not gonna but like, I don't know. It looks so um I don't <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's very southern lawyer. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I I don't know. That it's it is kind of weird that there's just four of them back there. I mean, one of them is wearing a brown cape, it looks like. Yeah. Maybe he's someone who's part of this, like, ranger outfit that Faramir no, it, is a part of. No, but I don't of. think rangers would dress like this because it's flowing. Like, there's, like, a cape. It's, like, a cloak. Yeah, I don't know. They must be, like, trade ministers or something. Like, I don't know, minister of coin, minister of trade, minister of what, whatever. Yeah. War. I suppose. Minister of, of emotional abuse like i don't know he stays behind he's, he's still oh, in the room yeah that's Denethor. um <laughs> he, he never goes anywhere <laughs> but i think i don't I, I think there are uh lots of layers to this conversation this this exchange between faramir and denethor yeah because all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna defend denethor a little um just a, not his behavior. Okay. Not his behavior, but his perspective on, like, the, the war in the South. Right? Yeah. So even if... I mean, we know that Denethor has a Palantir. Uh, he's hinted at it already in the movie. We know he has one. It's sad that we don't really get to see it in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, make this explicit that part of the reason he's kind of gone mad is because what he's seen in the Palantir has robbed him of hope. Yeah. Uh, But... Denethor's perspective, we've already heard, because it's what Boromir says at the Council of Elrond. Like, the the men of the South have already spent all of this blood and all of this time defending everyone else from this onslaught. Right. And to Denethor's mind, he probably doesn't believe that there's any help possible to come from Rohan, because last time he heard any news of Theoden, he was under thrall of Saruman. He's probably even seen that in the Palantir. Yeah. 
so from Denethor's perspective, there is no one else to go out to Osgiliath and fight these orcs, except for the men he has in the city. And the only leader of men he has left that he could even remotely trust as a person to go and lead these men to do this is Faramir. But, but he's still so bitter about Boromir's death. He must have been briefed. Like, and and Faramir says, like, my lord, Osgiliath is overrun. Because the fact that he says, I will not yield the river and Pelennor unfought, that to me says that, like, he doesn't believe they actually fought. Like, he believes that Faramir and his men just retreated. Yeah. yeah. Which in itself is a slap in the face because he just lost, like, a lot of the men that he's been, like, leading and, like, serving with. Right. I mean, this is, this is Denethor, you know, he's still, he's paranoid. He doesn't believe in other people. Right. So he, he's gonna, he wants to send him back out to go do this. Denethor also, I think, believes that no matter how much fighting is done, he's still ultimately gonna lose. So, Perhaps in his mind, you may as well fight to the last. I guess. Like, I think that's also part of Denethor's perspective, especially if we read a little more into the idea that maybe Denethor and Boromir thought similarly about certain things, because it, it's pretty clear that Boromir's perspective at the Council of Elrond is something Denethor believes, especially everything with him taken into account, including that flashback scene in Two Towers. Yeah. So I, I think it's relatively safe to assume that Denethor is the kind of person that went backed into a corner like this where he doesn't believe that there could possibly be any allies, that all he can do is fight to the last man so that no one in no one going forward can say that Gondor didn't spend everything they had. But when the city is under siege... Well, that's when he's fully broken. Oh, okay. Okay. I understand. That's the moment where Denethor is fully broken. I don't think... Denethor is not truly broken, mind or or spirit, until he thinks that Faramir is dead. Mm-hmm. Because then he really has lost everything. Yeah. But I, I think there's more to this conversation than just, I hate you, go out and die. Yeah, well, no. I and mean, I think that when, I mean, tomorrow, when, at the beginning of this sentence, and when Faramir kind of throws this at Denethor, I think that's when his mood here really sours. Because he might take in this situation the idea that Faramir just thinks his dad wants him dead personally and just be like, well, fine, just leave. But why would he say uh, that's tomorrow? We'll, we'll like, get into that tomorrow. Like, why would he answer the way he answers if that's the case, you know? Yeah, I just, I think there's a lot going on here. Especially because he, like, underscores it with what he follows up with. Yeah. You know? I mean, is there not a captain here no, with no, no, courage no. enough I mean, to do like, this? I mean, that line is a is a dig. Is so gaslighty. Like, oh, so you don't you don't think you can do what I want you to do? Like, oh, you don't think you can do it, huh? Yeah. Like, are you calling yourself a coward boy? Yeah, is there a captain here who still has the courage to do his lord's will? Yeah. Plus he's testing him because like he just said disloyalty with vengeance. So like Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. A, a lot. But I, I think it's... I'm not going to say it's unfair to Denethor, because Denethor is clearly a dirtbag. Yeah. Just because... Even because he gets here with Faramir. Like, we don't know how long and how slow the souring of this relationship has been in, like, the context of the movie at all. Because the, even the flashback that we saw is only a year ago. Right. Roughly. Maybe maybe two like at a year most. And a half. Like, Right. 
So we don't know how long and slow this relationship has soured or if that moment in the flashback at the time was like relatively isolated, but has just started. And that's why Faramir's uncomfortable. I always took it as like, Den- because um, that Denethor has like always been this way. Yeah. Cause didn't their mother die in childbirth? That sounds right. Maybe I made that up in my head, but I think she died later. Okay. I don't know. I mean, in the book, Denethor is often described as second only to Aragorn among the great men of the world. I mean, that's legit. And not just, like, where he stands in the power structure, but as an imposing and noble figure. Mm-hmm. Because he is, like, he still has, his his bloodline is still one of the strongest bloodlines back to Numenor. And therefore, he just has strength and willpower beyond most men. Which is the only reason he's able to hold on to the Palantir for so long. And not be corrupted to basically being controlled in the same kind of way as Saruman. He doesn't bend to Sauron's will the same way Saruman does. Right. And that's probably to Denethor. I mean, that's that probably says things about Denethor's mental strength and how long he's been strained. Yeah. And then when he finally does break, it's, it's a breaking of, well, fine, just everyone give up. Let's go. <laughs> Um, this Lord of the Wings, Lord of the Wings, Lord of the Rings wiki says that after she gave birth to Faramir, she like was weakened by it. And then like the, a year later, Denethor's dad suddenly dies. And Denethor becomes the steward of Gondor. And then like, she's just wasting away. And then like For four, four years, years, four years later, she dies. Oh God. She's only 38. So she she wasted away five years of of bed rest and disease, pretty much. Yeah. Weakened after the birth of Faramir. Yeah. So I think that resentment has just grown and grown and Mm. grown over time. Yeah. But we don't know how how slow it's grown. Yeah. We don't know how long the burn's been here. I think that... uh, I don't know. Because there is an element to David Wenham's performance here. That to me makes it feel like this is a big shift suddenly where he kind of has this realization about how bad things have gotten. And I think if it was if it was truly a like a sudden shift, he wouldn't have a reaction quite like this. It'd be more I mean, it'd be more reactionary. It wouldn't be this questioning, which leads me to believe that this has been a long, slow transition. Yeah, I think so. But this is he. this conversation is finally like a tipping point. That might make Theramir, make make Faramir begin to think that his father is too far gone, and that this is this might be the only thing he has left that he could possibly do to like not just prove himself to his dad, but also like if he manages to do this thing and come back, it might alleviate some of the paranoia and distrust that Denethor has in whole. I don't know that he's thinking that far ahead. I mean, Faramir strikes me as a long-term thinker. Yeah, uh, I don't know. In a way that Boromir isn't. <laughs> like, Boromir is a man of action, a guy in the now, yeah. a leader of men because he's charismatic and will take things into his own hands and, like, do what has to be done in the moment and is just, you know, a badass. Right. Whereas Faramir, because of the kind of military command he's had, I imagine that Faramir must be a long-term thinker. He'd probably be very good at chess. Yeah, 
I guess. So like I But I don't know that he is And he seems wise in a, in the same kind of way that Gandalf is wise. Yeah. But like when you're emotionally compromised, I don't feel like I think when it comes to his dad, I don't feel like he's able to use that innate like wisdom. Right. But I mean like people rationalize things. They try to think about, well, if I do this, will this do what I want it to do? And they kind of convince themselves that it will. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably some of what goes on here with Faramir. Well, I mean, we'll get the... Because <laughs> this is this is a very stark realization for Faramir. And I actually don't know if it's necessarily true. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. But yeah, I just, uh, I continue to be impressed at like this the level. Layers. <laughs> at like this level of scrutiny of Return of the King. The the nuance in uh, John Noble and David Wenham's performances. Yeah. Because I never have really looked at these scenes this closely before. Right. Like, I've always really enjoyed the performance of, of John Noble in this movie, but I've never really looked at it this closely. Yeah. So it's interesting to me to really take in his facial expressions and the tone of his voice. Uh-huh. Be like, wow, I think you're doing way more here than, like, First Blush told me you were doing. Yeah. And that's awesome. Well, I mean, it definitely holds up on repeat viewing, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, every time we talk about Denethor, we have, like, I feel like there's, like... There's Another, always more to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess we'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. If you are looking for another podcast uh, to listen to, check out some of the other Dueling Genre Movies by Minute podcasts. Um, there's 10 of them. 11 including us. Yeah, 10 others. So One more will give us a dozen. Uh, don't say that. Now I'm just like, oh man, what other movie would I want to do? Um <laughs> Enough is enough. We're not You're even, right. Those two words are the same. We're not. Yeah. Shut up. We're not even like halfway done with this one. I need to just like focus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't been on the site uh, and you've been listening to us this far, um, I would recommend it. Um, there's a lot to check out. There's a lot to listen to. So uh, yeah, if you have some free time, go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about some very distraught Faramir. Uh, yeah. And some very shocked Pippin, I feel. Uh, yeah, just Pippin is just so confused in this right? minute. Just wait, you were just you were just fine. Now you're not. And right? now you're not. And every no one is fine. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, oh, man. Is he going to call him out? Oh, oh, no, I don't want to be party to this. Yeah. <laughs> And he's literally between them in the room. Yep. Just not good. Oh, poor Pippin. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening, and have a good Wednesday. Bye.